and welcome once more to the History Obscura Reading Room. I am your immortal host, Maddie Gardner. For those of you who have expressed concern at the well-being of our housekeeper, Louisa, and also for the dear, curious policeman who came knocking at the door, asking after her, let me put your anxieties to rest. As I said during one of our previous evenings, the matter was left with Colonel Butler, a most trustworthy permanent resident of the estate. Well, following several sessions of strong, diplomatic tea, the Colonel was able to persuade both Louisa and Officer Cartwright to stay on full-time with us here. We are ever so grateful. Good long-term help can be difficult to find, after all. Are you ready for that cup of tea and a story? Oh, good. Once upon a time, during the 16th century, the Bathory family ruled Transylvania as a mostly independent realm within Hungary. The ruling family was responsible for maintaining law and order among the Hungarian and Slovakian population. The Bathory family was founded on the legendary warrior Vitus, who in the year 900, set out to kill the dragon who lived near the village of Exed. Vitus bravely killed that dragon with only three thrusts of his lance, and as a reward received Exed Castle for his own. The warrior was also granted the name Bathory, which translates roughly as Good Brave Hero. In the 14th century, the Bathory family was granted an official coat of arms featuring three teeth and a dragon biting its own tail. It was during the Middle Ages that the Bathory family found its footing as a renowned military force and finally as a royal power. Stephen III of House Bathory became Palatine of Hungary, the highest office of that country under that of the king, in 1435. It was his son, styled Stephen V, who first served as the Vovoid of Transylvania, that is, the ruling official of the Principality, in 1579. He had also been elected King of Poland just three years prior. Stephen V was a fierce and merciless warrior who often went on military campaign alongside none other than Vlad III, Dracula of Wallachia. In fact, the two swore an eternal allegiance to one another and embarked upon a crusade to rid their respective realms of Turks. The genocide was exceedingly bloody, with some 30,000 Turks massacred at the Battle of Bread Field. One General Kinitsi of the Hungarian army is said to have danced with one of the dead Turks during the celebratory feast. Stephen Bathory was accused of excessive cruelty and deposed from his position by Vladislaus II in 1493. The Bathories were a cunning bunch, however, and following a brief series of royal rulers appointed by the Holy Roman Emperor, Stephen's grandson, Sigismund Bathory, reclaimed the family's governorship of Transylvania in 1601. Furthermore, no longer satisfied with the title of Vovoid, Sigismund was the first to rule as Prince of Transylvania, 
While Stephen and then Sigismund took official matters in hand, their close relatives also enjoyed the benefits of royalty. Born in 1560, Elizabeth Bathory was a strange product of her noble and highly disturbed family. An uncle gave her lessons in Satanism, while an aunt instructed her in the practice of sadomasochism. With this information foremost in her mind, Elizabeth was married off to the Count Ferenc Narasti at the age of 14. She moved with her husband into the luxurious castle Cachtis. The couple had four children and were not popular with the neighborhood peasants, who shared constant rumors of their cruelty. The rumors were ignored by the royal family, however, including the widespread rumor that the couple had killed several women from nearby villages. Many believe that Count Nadasti was as enthusiastic about sadomasochism as his young wife, even building a torture chamber within the castle to appease her thirst for pain and bloodshed. The two had a regular habit of taking in young people from the poor surrounding villages, probably offering them work in the castle, and luring them into that torture chamber. There, Elizabeth incapacitated her victims, jamming needles and pins under their fingernails, and then covering them in honey and leaving them to be attacked by the ants. It was exceptionally easy for the Countess to recruit young people into Castle Castiche because of her name and position of authority. Parents in nearby villages were eager for their daughters to be accepted as servants in the castle, as they expected the young girls to learn how to prepare food and administer medical assistance in the form of herbs, potions, and rituals. Of course, in 17th century Hungary, these were commonplace roles in any wealthy household. For her part, Countess Bathory gave lessons to the girls in her employ. But on top of taking care of the castle, these girls gave their skin, their blood, and ultimately their lives for the lessons. After the death of the Count in 1604, Countess Bathory's murderous tendencies seemed to have hit new levels. She recruited new partners to assist in her murderous schemes, namely Ilona Jew, her own former nurse, and noted local witch Dorata Sensis. Jew and Sensis lured peasant girls to the castle constantly to feed the Countess's insatiable need for human suffering. One young victim was forced to cook and eat her own dismembered flesh. Bathory would herself bite chunks of flesh off of her victims and is said to have bathed in the blood of the young female virgins she entrapped within the castle in an effort to keep her skin vibrant and young. As second in nobility only to Prince Sigismund of Transylvania, Elizabeth Bathory was not someone who had to worry about her social conduct or strict adherence to the law. Evidence, however, began to build to such a degree that even she became subject to investigation. The first mistake she made was in taking the daughters of noble families into Castle Castiche, and just like the local girls, 
these aristocratic servants were never seen again. Another big problem for Elizabeth was a visit from her son-in-law, who reportedly visited the castle with a pack of hunting dogs. These dogs found quarry all over the castle grounds and spent their vacation digging up human body parts. Enough was enough after these reports, and finally the Palatine of Hungary, one Georgi Thurso, arrived at the Countess's castle to see for himself just what she was up to. Thurso found Bathory's castle filled with mutilated servants, some of whom had been tortured so thoroughly they were near death. Thurso arrested the Countess Bathory in the year 1610, and an in-depth investigation was conducted. Citizens of the area were consulted, including families of the girls who had been sent to work at the castle, and at the end of the questioning, it was concluded that as many as 600 people must have been murdered by Elizabeth and her husband. In January 1611, Bathory's assistants were put on trial for 80 counts of murder. Every person brought to trial was convicted. Bathory herself was never put to trial, as was the case for members of the nobility throughout Europe for centuries. But the Countess's family had their own way of dealing with her. Legend has it, the Bathory's put their evil Countess away in one of the castle rooms and proceeded to wall her in there, leaving only slits for air and food in place of a door or window. There, Elizabeth Bathory stayed for three long years in isolation before it was discovered that she was dead in August of 1614. She was buried in the local churchyard, but an uprising of irate villagers caused the family to have her body moved and interred at their own crypt. The location of that crypt is no longer known. Countess Bathory and her contemporary, Vlad III Dracula, are both part of the rich history of Transylvania, particularly in terms of their vampire-like thirst for blood. The ruins of Castle Kastish loom over the village of Kastish in western Slovakia still. You know, it's just like I've been telling Louisa and Cartwright. You don't have to worry about being ritualistically bled in this estate. Just a little light housework and manuscript cataloging is all I ask. Be well, friends. Good night. Thank you.